0: Our scripture reading comes from the gospel according to Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the lake. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart this is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, This is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, 60, and in another, 30. For the word of God in scripture, For the word of God among us, the word of God within us. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning and welcome. It is good to be beginning the fall with you back in worship. Good to welcome our choir back and their beautiful music. Good to be uh, looking forward to some time of fellowship following the service. Our blessings are many. We have much for which to be thankful. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, come among us in power and might with your grace, peace, and love. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your sight, for you, O oh Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It is September and school is back in session. That has been the case for many of you for almost a month. Knox preschool came back just this past week. From my office window here at Knox, I get to watch the kids arrive in the morning. New Velcro shoes, tiny backpacks with a water bottle and a snack. Most of them are joyful and excited. Some have that trembling lower lip. And then there are the screamers. (laughs) They mostly end up in the toddler room, which is right below my office. God bless our preschool teachers. A number of years ago, I heard a wise pastor at this time of year praying in Sunday worship. She prayed for God to be with students and with teachers And then she prayed for parents putting their children on the school bus. And I thought, wow, what an image. Parents putting their children on the school bus. Parents do everything they can to prepare children for the world that awaits them. It is a task that is never complete. We want them to have plenty of security and confidence and a feeling of safety as they learn and grow and explore the world. And we want them to know that the world is risky and under no circumstance should they talk to strangers. Somewhere in between those boundaries lie those many moments of learning to let go that begin on that first preschool drop-off and continue until the day they move out and even beyond. We release them into the world. It is a journey of preparing a good foundation for growth and praying that they will thrive and that their lives will bear fruit. The scripture for this morning is about the same thing. Good foundations for growth, for little people and for grown people alike. Like most of Jesus' parables, this one is layered and complex in its meaning, but let's start by reviewing the basics. A farmer goes out to sow seed. Some falls on the path and is eaten by birds. Some falls on rocky ground. It springs up fast, but it is burned up by its lack of good roots. Some takes root among the thorns and is eventually choked by weeds. And some lands in dark, rich soil and will grow, thrive, and bear fruit. On the surface, it is a simple story. A skilled farmer knows just how to grow a good crop. A farmer friend of mine jokes that he's always being asked what he is growing and people want to hear about carrots and lettuces and tomatoes, but the truth is he's growing soil. We're composters, he says. Cover croppers, mulchers, companion planters, because we understand that before we can grow anything else, We have to grow good soil. Taking care of these foundations matters if you're a farmer. So it is with our children. Putting your parent or putting your children onto the school bus for a parent is a journey that goes with a lot of preparation and effort. School supplies and medical forms and new pairs of shoes, getting the schedule right, daily probing conversations after school and in the evening in the car about homework and what happened in class and with friends. All of it because there are questions that remain in the back of a parent's mind. Are our seeds thriving? What other care will be required tomorrow? There is another layer to Jesus' parable. It is a harsher reality. In the real world, some seeds don't get the care they deserve. It is fairly inconsequential to forget to water your flowers But what about children whose parents have done no preparation to put them on the bus? It is a reality some of us prefer not to think about, though it is far too common. In the first century, this parable Jesus tells is not at all about the quest for a quality landscaping service. It is about survival itself. Seeds poorly cared for translate to hunger and death. The cruel real world meaning of this parable is that for reasons that are unfair, there are seeds, children, and adults too, who have less of a chance to thrive than others. And this is true even though they began as perfectly good seeds. Also troubling in this parable is the idea that even a good gardener cannot control everything? Some seeds are planted in solid earth, good, fertile soil, but a flood or a drought or a season of great weather suddenly interrupted by a hailstorm can devastate an otherwise healthy garden. Parents know this too. For there are many among us who have given the same great love and care to each child they've put onto the bus only to have a car accident or an addiction or a cancer diagnosis or countless other threats irreversibly alter a life. It is so unfair. So you put them on the bus and pray. I must have heard this parable first as a child in Sunday school so long ago. I can't remember not knowing it or the first time that I heard it. It's always seemed rather simple to me, but actually it is quite amazing. In a few short lines, Jesus captures so much about the journey of life. He teaches about the importance of good soil, active care for the grounding of our own lives and the lives of our loved ones. He acknowledges the deep difficulty and injustice endured by people who do not have a good place to grow. And he has shown us that no matter how hard we try, there will be threats in our life far beyond our control, that is a well-told story. So now that I've done all I can to re-traumatize the parents among us with my reminders of the gravity of your responsibility and your utter lack of control, let's turn to talking about hope and see if in the midst of these challenges we can encourage one another a bit today. This story is so rich in its imagery and its layers, it is so complicated that Jesus follows up, as he rarely does, by explaining the parable. That was the second part of today's reading. And what Jesus says is that this parable is about the word of God, the wisdom that leads to a joyful life. And to that end, it is not enough to read this parable as a metaphor for parenting, for it is much, much bigger than that. It is not just a story for parents or for children, but for every one of us, anyone seeking wisdom that leads to a happy and purposeful life. Jesus says we all need a foundation. And if you haven't thought about it in a while, perhaps you should pay attention to yours. It won't surprise me at all to know that some of you got up and came to church today not really sure why you're doing it. Church seems like the right thing to do, but a lot of folks don't come. It takes a long time to make good soil, and sometimes the results are slow in coming or hard to see. I don't judge you for these feelings, I understand them. I don't show up each Sunday feeling like some kind of a spiritual giant. Much of the time I come to work just as insecure as other working people, hoping that my mistakes won't be too visible or too distracting. I don't want you to see too much of the soil in my life that has been rocky or the weeds in my life that choke out the word of God or how completely ill-prepared my children would be for the journey of life if it were all left up to me. On my better days, I remember that church is not all about me, but it's about the work that we all do come to do together, and I get to be a part of it, too. We are here because we share something that matters, good soil and strong foundations for the lives of real people. That is what we're doing here together. We are here to create good soil and strong foundations with the help of the Word of God. Here are a few brief reminders of how it happens. Some of it is about children and parents. We teach Bible stories here. Children learn stories here, ancient stories about character and goodness and justice. They are taught by adults who they form relationships with, adults who care about these things. As our children become teens, our youth group adds to the good soil. We don't teach platitudes and religious moralisms to our youth at Knox. We provide a safe place for them to struggle with the wisdom of the Bible and with the injustices they find in the world, so that they can be active in making their part of the world a better place. We pay extra attention to places in our community where children need rich soil, where they may not have a well-resourced adult watching them get on the bus, Just a week ago, we worked with Third Presbyterian Church to help them hire their first program director for the Hope Center in East Westwood. His job will be to supervise and scale up the good work in that community to tutor and mentor children to prevent violence and drug use among young adults. There are good seeds in that community We want them to have a chance to grow. It's hard work creating good soil. And to keep ourselves from being overwhelmed by the journey, we come here on Sundays to play and sing together. We will gather on the lawn, or if it's raining, in the commons after worship and we will play games and share a meal and laugh with one another and welcome the gifts of friendship into our lives. We'll have a welcome tent on the corner so that our neighbors will know that we want them to be a part of us. Our children will sing together. We sing together in here during worship because your week should begin each Sunday with something that is beautiful for beauty's own sake. And for God's sake, you may not know it, but other songs are sung here in between Sundays. Every Wednesday afternoon, about 50 people gather in our social hall. They come with loved ones who are experiencing Alzheimer's or dementia. They have lost much of their memory, but songs still remain. So they come to sing together. I pass by sometimes in the hallway while the door stands open. It is both beautiful and painful to behold. Sometimes seeds that have had a lifetime of healthy growth are suddenly struck by a storm. We are here to do what we can to help. When I say we, I mean the church. And the church is not a building or a budget. It is all of us. We are strong to do this work because of the gifts that God has given each one of us. Sunday school teachers for our children and musicians who lead us as we sing, tutors and mentors and visionaries who volunteer in mission, authentic, vulnerable people who listen and pray with friends who are struggling. And we are able to do it all, not because we are so good or faithful or smart, but because we come together to ground ourselves in the word of God. We come to be swept up in a little story about a farmer, 200 words long, It contains within it the mysteries of being a parent, the injustices of poverty, and the limits of our control. And in sharing these stories and leaning into the grace of God, we find courage together to begin another week in a world full of threats and hopes and dreams. This is the small miracle of Knox Presbyterian Church. Think you don't have anything to contribute? Nonsense. You know what I think most people come to church for? Kindness. Kindness. The simple hope that in this hard world, someone at a a place that's called church might smile and say hello and welcome a friendship. We want to grow together and keep at bay as much as we can the weeds and thorns that threaten our lives. It starts by being kind. My farmer friend reminds me That in one tablespoon of good rich soil, there is more life than the number of people who live on this planet. Billions, billions. A whole ecosystem surviving and thriving and creating life in a tablespoon. It's just teeming with life. Here at Knox, in our small corner of Cincinnati, we are not a huge place. We're not curing cancer or ending the war in Ukraine, but we have a powerful gift to share. We are given the chance to start each week by engaging in kindnesses that can change the life of someone else maybe even your own. Thank God for good soil and a place to grow. Amen.